They got this far, then they couldn't pass the next intelligence test. Logically, there must be one. Play the contest again. Time for Throughout this game, you have spent a great deal of trouble in trying to break my concentration, and it's very unlikely that you will succeed now. You'll even be angry if you kill me! I'm a genius! Welcome one and all to another Titanic DWP quiz showdown, um, which is cunningly or um, perhaps confusingly titled the DW quiz number nine. We might try and explain why that's the case in a minute. But for the moment, I'd like to welcome James and Tom to the quizzing arena floor. Hello, Trev. Hello, Tom. Hello, guys. Hello. Come on, and give us the reasons as to why we've suddenly gone from six to special one to special two to number nine. Well, you might count them as special one <laughs> and two, but I count them as, as part of our treasured DWP quiz format, number seven and eight. So technically, this is the ninth quiz. Oh, cool. okay. Well, it's not like Doctor Who fans to be completely, I don't know, obsessed with numbering systems, is it? So, uh, so let's let's get on not with number all. not at all. Number seven, <laughs> special number three, number nine. Goodness, all this controversy was last had, I think, when Stephen Moffat said he was restarting the numbering system for the series of Doctor Who. So it's good to emulate someone. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the the format for this quiz will be the same as always. There will be ten questions which you can choose from. Um, some of them have kudos questions. There's only one or two that have them. I've just chucked in a couple of extras that give you that extra um, ego boost if you if you want to try and get them right. But otherwise, there are ten questions you can choose from um, in this particular quiz, and uh, person with the highest score, well, you know, wins. So who would like to go first? Got James going after oh. you. Okay, then go on. I'll go first. <laughs> Number between one and ten. Number two, please. Number two. Okay. What was the last story screened in full in the year 1966? Goodness me. Right. That has to be a William Hartnell story, he says, trying to figure out what it could possibly be. So Patrick Troughton was 69. Oh, goodness me. I'm I I'm, I don't know. I am going I'm going to say what am I going to say in full. <laughs> I I merely say in full because there is a story that screened at the end of 66 and finished <coughs> in 67. So I want the story the last story that screened in full. All right, in 1966. Are we allowed to are we allowed to pass these over as well? Well, if if James doesn't get it, yeah, sure. Okay. The smugglers. Is that your final answer? Yes. I'm sorry, James, that's incorrect. Tom, do you know the last story that was screened in full in 1966? Not specifically, <laughs> um, but I've got, an, I've, got, I've got a feeling for it because 60, uh, the 65-66 season was a bit like um, uh, the Davison-Baker season in as much as the, the regeneration like, happens halfway through or something. Um, I, okay, so I'm gonna, I, cause I reckon it's a Troughton story. It's, it's either Power of the Daleks or the Highlanders. Um, I need a... I need a choice one or the other tom i'm afraid power of the daleks tom you're absolutely correct it is indeed power of the daleks which screened from the 5th of november 1966 to the 10th of december 1966 well done sir <laughs> there's something weird about it it's like it's like the, the hartnell season's got like two stories in it the, yeah yeah oh, that's it cool. pretty much of course yes pretty much 
Mm. Very, very strange season. Mm. Um, so, Tom, you are the next to choose. Number between one and ten, excluding two. Um, six, please. Six. Okay. For how many televised stories was producer Graham Williams producer for? <laughs> wow. Um, this is, no, that's a James question. <laughs> yeah, right. Twelve? Um, is that your final answer? Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid you are incorrect, Tom. James, do you know how many televised stories producer Graham Williams was producer for? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not even going to take a stab in the dark? Eight. Sorry, guys. It's actually 17. (laughs) Oh, well. Horror of Fang Rock, Invisible Enemy, Image of the Fendale, Sunmakers, Underworld, Invasion of Time, Ribus Operation, Pirate Planet, Stones of Blood, Androids of Tara... Power of Kroll, Armageddon Factor, Destiny of the Dalek, City of Death, Creature from the Pit, Nightmare from Eden, and Horns of Nymon. Just run through those again, Trev? No, I'm not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So no one gets that point, I'm afraid, and it is back to you, James. It is, yeah. And and just before I make my choice, I would like to say, listeners, your questions are going to be extremely welcome once again. I mean, I I don't (laughs) think we should try and put ourselves in a position where Trev starts writing questions again. Um, Number five, please. Number five. (laughs) Up till 2010, Russell T Davies was quite a prolific writer for Doctor Who. What is the largest number of stories in a row that he wrote? Oh, for goodness sake. Does it have to be within a particular... Oh, James, think about this. Actually, it wouldn't be within a particular series. Exactly, think about this. All I'm asking for is the largest number of stories in a row that he wrote. So you're asking for a number here? I'm asking for a number. You can make a pretty credible guess at this. Me. Oh, okay. Well, it's got to span seasons, isn't it? It's got to be the end of a particular season, the Christmas special, and then going into the next season. So, mm, mm. I, uh, do you know, I could be here forever trying to figure this out, so I'm just going to say seven. Hmm. James, would it stun you to believe that you are absolutely correct? Wow! It would, and I'm sure I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You are absolutely correct. Seven is the number oh, of stories <laughs> in a row. Nice one. Now, those stories are Boomtown, Bad Wolf, Parting of the Ways, The Children in Need Special, Christmas Invasion, New Earth, and Tooth and Claw. Tooth and Claw. Well done, sir. Thank you very much. also accepted six if you didn't want to count The Children in Need Special. Well done. Fair enough. Cool. Well done, man. Okay, Tom, number between one and ten, not including two, five, and six. Uh, I'll have a tenant, please. Number ten? Stop doing that, Tom. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Who composed the score for the 1996 telly movie? Oh, God. Um, oh God. And all I've got in my head because of what we're doing today is Richard Rodney Bennett. Um, I do not know. It's, not even, it's never been there. I don't know. I, I can throw it to James, Tom. That's all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Who composed the score for the 1996 telly movie? Oh, I should know that. That's going to be incredibly irritating because I can't remember, and I do know it. I'm going to have to say Paddy Kingsland. Sorry, James. The answer is John Debney wrote the score for the 1996 Sally movie. I'll take it back. I didn't know it. And a fine little soundtrack (laughs) it is indeed. All right, so that would mean it is your turn, James. Uh, But the scores at the moment are deadlocked at one. (laughs) One all. One, yes. Incredible. Okay, let's go for number eight. Number eight. What was the original working title for the Fifth Doctor story, Black Orchid? I don't know. Is that your answer? <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, that's the kind of question. It's a bit pointless to me trying to guess. 
So I, I don't know. <laughs> don't even want to take a comical stab in the dark? Uh, the cricket match. Uh, sorry, James. Tom, do you know what the uh, working title for the Fifth Doctor story, Black Orchid, was? Actually, no, I don't. Um, I, I'm feeling really stupid this morning. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a bit of a tough one, I will agree. The The working title for that story was The Beast. Okay. Hmm. I'm not sure I knew that. I certainly didn't. <laughs> I can tell you're all thrilled by that particular answer, so I, I will move quickly to the next one. Tom, <laughs> it's your choice, sir. Um, can I have hmm. seven, please? You can, because no one's answered that yet. Okay. <laughs> the Venusian lullaby sung by the Doctor to Agador in Curse of Peladon <sighs> yeah. sounds remarkably like which Earth tune? Oh, God, I don't know. God, Trev! <laughs> Sorry. What kind of questions are these? <laughs> Ridiculous questions. Challenging ones. Right, I, okay. I think if you'd have asked for the words or the lyrics of it, we'd have had a better chance of getting yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Tom's just sat there and sung it to me, and he, he still doesn't know what original tune it was based on. No. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to have a guess. Go on. If Tom doesn't get it. I'm not going to get it. I'm like, I, 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 I've got more of a chance of finding the, of finding the words in my head <laughs> than no, no. Okay, James, have a crack at it. What is the uh, earth tune that sounds remarkably like the Venusian lullaby song from Curse of Peladon? Okay, well, let me just ask you a question first to build up the, um, the oh, kind of drama God, here. Oh, God, 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 God. Is it a, is it a Christmas carol? Shut up. Oh, God! I, I don't want to be telling you anything like that, James, because that would be <sighs> unfair to, to Tom if I said anything either way. Okay. It's um, just occurred to me what it is. I think then I'm going to just take a complete step in the dark and say to me, that song has always sounded like God Rest You Merry oh, Gentlemen. Oh, God, it is as well. Brilliant. Well done, James. It, it is indeed <laughs> based on God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Well done. Sir. Well, well. I didn't know that. It was purely just because. It's uh, there was the last part of it. Comfort and joy. Okay, and now Trev, I'll tell you what, I know this is a little bit unprecedented, but let's um let's ask you a kudos question about the question you've just asked us. Can you sing the lyrics to that particular song? At least the first couple of lines. Yeah, make him sing, James, make him sing. Tom does a much better job as we've already heard of singing the Venusian lullaby than I ever could. Okay. <laughs> it's Clockel de Mine and Alphacump Haroon Haroon Haroon. I don't know. That's, <laughs> the, that's the first line. <laughs> oh my god. That's all I know. Oh You're my scary, James. God. Really <laughs> yeah, I don't know any of the other ones that <laughs> that's uh, less scary than that. But anyway. We are now currently the scores, James two, Tom one. And it is James's choice, I believe, for the next question. Okay, um, this is usually a mistake, but let's go for number one. Number one. This is my second favourite question of the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Have we had your favourite question yet? No, you, we, we haven't, and I'll, and I'll keep you in suspenders about that. Uh, All right. Okay. Name three of the seven individual episode titles for the William Hartnell story, Marco Polo. Oh, you're kidding. Um, I should get this. All right, well, the first one's Roof of the World. I know that for definite. Um, and it's something about uh, eyes. I can't remember which one. 
must be episode four, I think. Um, oh, it's, it's a number. It's a number of eyes. It's like a hundred eyes or something. Um, I'll come back to that one. I can't remember precisely. Uh, there's another one. The rider from somewhere. The rider from the rider from Shanghai. No, that can't be geographically correct. The rider from. Oh, it's. This is this is a horrible question because I'm, I'm if I don't get it, I'm going to be really annoyed. It's five hundred eyes. I'm sure it's five hundred eyes, or the five hundred eyes. So what's, what's your like third that. choice? You've given me two so it's far. The, it's the rider. It's definitely the rider from somewhere. Oh, but there's, there's, um, um, assassin at Peking is is the yeah. That's the final one. There you go. That's three, isn't it? Brilliant. Roof of the world. 500 Eyes and Assassinate Picking are indeed three of the episode titles from Marco Polo. Wicked. What's the one well I was nearly, nearly there? Well done. Nice one, James. All right. All seven are Roof of the World, The Singing Sands, 500 Eyes, The Wall of Lies, Rider from, from Shang 2. Shang 2. Shang 2, right. Mighty Kubla Khan and Assassin oh, right. at Peking. So that's mm. incredible, Dan. That's really well done. Nice. No, I like that story. Yeah. <laughs> the very there first missing story. The Tom, well, so. mm-hmm. you have a choice of three questions, three, four, or nine. Four, please. Okay. Who was the director of the 2010 story, Amy's Choice? Um, Euros Lim. That is incorrect. James, do you know the director of the 2010 story, Amy's Choice? Not immediately, but I might get it in a minute. <laughs> Which makes for dramatic listening. I'm, I'm given, given my lead already. I'm going to say no. I can't remember it. I think Johnny Campbell did Vampires in Venice actually, and he did another one that was set overseas. So it probably isn't him. Um, and I think it was a new. It was written by Simon Nye. If that helps, it, it doesn't actually. But carry on. No. So you. No, don't I, know? I can't. I can't think. I can't think. Sorry. No. All right. The director is Catherine Mooreshead. Oh. Now, I, that, that one actually had a kudos question, which I hope one of you two can answer. Fiona Cumming. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> what was the other story she directed in that series? Oh. Yeah, I knew there was two. I knew there was two. Um, the Lodger. Amy's well, Choice and The Lodger. So there we go. So, mm. so no points for anyone, I'm afraid. Um, but I think it falls to you, James, to, to choose your next question. Indeed. Three or nine, isn't it? Yes, three or nine. Uh, I'll have number nine then, please. Oh, this this is my favourite question, James. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Which Doctor Who story is specifically referenced in Salman Rushdie's The Satanic Verses? Oh, <laughs> I've no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Brain of Morbius. Don't know. No, sorry. <laughs> Tom, do you know what story is referenced in Salman Rushdie's The Satanic Verses? Um... I do, because it's come up recently, so it needs to be... Okay, let's do this backwards. Rushdie is a mature person. What's come out recently? Megloss. No. Um, Revisitations Boxer. No. The Mutants. Is that your final answer? It is, yes. It's, I think it's in one of the extras. Well done. The Mutants was specifically referenced in Salman Rushdie's The Satanic Verses for being a racist story, which Boom. is quite ironic, considering the story was meant to be about anti-racism. Um, yeah, <laughs> to be honest. It, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I don't think Salman got it right at all somehow. But uh, mm. yeah, well, this is very exciting. Tom, you're the choice for the last question, which is number three. Hmm. And the scores are currently James 3, Tom 
two. So you have a chance to force the tiebreaker question. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah, right. And and I think this will be a question that will be right up your alley. Tom, right up your alley. <laughs> Number three, Tom, you have a chance to tie this game and force the tiebreaker question. Right. So your question, Tom, sir, is footage from which fourth Doctor story appeared in the projection from the data stamp in the next Doctor? Oh, you did. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right. Oh no! Oh God! 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 Um, it's either City of Death or Sharda. Sharda. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Tom. Yeah. You're incorrect. Oh. I'm sorry. And what is even more heartbreaking it is that the correct answer yeah. is City of Death. Hang on, hang on. I get a chance. No. I get a chance. <laughs> is it City of Death? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> is it City of Death? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 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 very true. It, it it is city of death, and really, it it made no um, oh. change to the end result. So, in the of end, course. we have James on four, oh. Tom's on two. Well done, James. Oh. Well Thank done, you very much actually. indeed. Cool. Well done, James. <laughs> Despite having a slightly different format in terms of numbering, it's good to know that the outcome remains constant. <laughs> Right, listeners, I want the worst questions you can think of. I want production codes. I want middle names of supporting actors. <laughs> and those mind menders need to be sent to Tom at tom at the Doctor Who podcast.com. Now, we're going to get a quiz up and running probably in a few weeks again before Series 6 kicks in, so please get your questions in quickly to Tom because he will be quiz master against myself and uh, James. God help me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, given how that actually started, I was surprised that any of us got more than two questions. I, I, I think I genuinely thought after about halfway through, the scores here are going to be one all. But uh, they were particularly fiendish questions. And and Trev, would you like to just explain? I mean, have you had quite a bit of time on your hands recently to come up? Not with at all. Really... Not at all. That those those where on earth are they come from? Those questions took ten minutes and a couple of Wikipedia pages, and that's it. Unbelievable. Right, so you can't vouch for their accuracy then. I did I, I did thorough research on their validity. <laughs> Trev, would you like to share with the listeners what you're actually eating for dinner? <laughs> it's, it's the hook after all over again, me eating during a during, during a recording. <laughs> all right, thanks guys. Thank you for another Titanic quiz struggle and we'll see you again for quiz number 10 or quiz number 8 or whatever it's going to be. See you next time guys. Can't wait. Absolute pleasure. I was robbed, I tell you, robbed. Kelder, Mine and Kalan and Kampf Harun, Harun, Harun